have watched GCW and I understand a lot of what they do. Is it wrestling for me? No. It's not. And that's okay. I think uh I think Jim Ross right. said I'm here. Oh, no, he's decided <laughs> to show up. I'm here. I'm here now. We're there you go. We're we're have we're having a chat about fucking death matches here. I've been vibing in this I've been I've been vibing for the whole show. <laughs> just just biding my time. And as soon as you start talking shit on death matches, here we go. You have awakened. See what you did? I'm not I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying it's not my cup of tea. And that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. If it's not your cup of tea. Me uh so me and my buddy, um uh we went to uh we went to GCW whenever Cardona faced Gage. And okay. my buddy is a is not a deathmatch guy, like at all. Um, like we were at GCW, they had two deathmatches on the card, and he said that was too much. Like for like for him, he's like, yeah, it was overkill. I was like, like it's fucking GCW, dude. <laughs> like, like we're uh, you're, we're we're out here. We're gonna see some. We're gonna see some shit. He was like, yeah, no. Like the the two deathmatches were fucking. It was Alex Cologne and a guy from Big Japan Wrestling. Um. And it was like a it was like a title for title match. We got the, Drew Parker. That's his name. Drew okay. Parker versus Alex Cologne in a light tube death match, uh, title for title. And then it was Cardona Gage. And he said that was too much. The only death match should have been Cardona Gage. It was. But the thing is about a death match, there are differences. Okay, explain. There are differences. So <clears throat> a Texas death match. I don't know if you've seen Vader versus Cactus Jack in a Texas death match. I believe I've seen snippets of it. I'm sure Vanessa has not seen that. So a Texas death match does not need to be ultra violent like, like how we've seen. Um, because I think the Texas death match um, between Vader and Cactus Jack, it was just Vader beating the shit out of Cactus Jack and Cactus Jack not going down. No blood was spilt. It was just hard shot after hard shot okay. because a Texas death match. If you, Vanessa, you said you didn't watch Dynamite last night, right? I saw the death match, but I didn't see the rest of the show. Okay, Whoa. so a uh, Texas death match is you pin the guy and they have to be down for ten for ten counts. That's a Texas death match. There are no rules, but um, they have to be down for ten. Uh, they have to stay down for ten after you pin them. So uh, it doesn't have to be the ultra violent thing. Um, you have the light tube death match, the thousand light tube death match. You just had a standard death match, which is, you know, whatever and, and whatever under the sun. Um, no rope barbed wire death match. I mean, you can add death match to any sort of deal you want to. Um, it's like a league of its it, own. Yeah. In TNA, they had the clockwork orange house of fun death match with Raven. And, uh, that was his match. Um, you had, yeah, you can add like, if you wanted to, you could just call a hardcore match a death match. Um, there is the there's the exploding um, exploding barbed wire exploding ring death match. Yep. Um, it's just, I watched that. Just I'm the same. I watched that on AEW because everyone was hyping it on how great it would be, and then I was like, I was so eh. disappointed. I was so I as a death match as a death match fan, I was so disappointed. Like, everyone hyped it up and they're like, oh, it's going to explode. There's going to be all this stuff. And I'm watching and I'm like, okay, explode. And then nothing happened. And I was like, Atsushi Atsu- Anita versus Terry Funk. Yes. Um, that I've seen. That, yeah. Atsushi Anita versus Terry Funk, big Japan, uh, uh, FMW uh, in Japan. And like the ring legit exploded. 
or if you want to watch Cactus Jack versus Terry Funk, uh, IWA Japan, King of the Deathmatch Tournament, 1995, um, the ring exploded. Um, it didn't explode spectacularly, um, like, because based off of what Onita and Terry Funk have, uh, did before, there was an actual big fucking explosion. Um, and Terry Funk and Cactus Jack had an explosion that, if it would have happened in AEW, would have looked like a big fucking deal. But, right. um, but comparatively, Terry Funk and Cactus had the had the dud, and it wasn't even that bad. If it would have happened in AEW, it would have been spectacular. Yeah. Like what happened in AEW was was the wettest fart I've ever fucking seen <laughs> in a wrestling show, and I've held my own fucking wrestling show. Yeah. That uh, was a wet fucking fart. Nobody likes a wet fart either. Mm. Nobody. Mm-mm. Nobody. Um. Yes, you have hold, held your own wrestling show. Uh, yes. I learned a lot about you today just from the trailer video on your YouTube page. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you like you, you know, we all watched wrestling growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all dreamed of being wrestlers. Uh, but you gave up, correct me if I'm wrong. So you gave up that dream, uh, but then you found the easy way to get yeah. into the business. So how yeah. do you how how do you beat the system? How did that happen? <laughs> so, like you said, I, I gave up on the dream because it was a matter of living situation. Right. I live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Indiana. It's no secret. Okay. Um, fe- I have never I have never in my life until un- until 2019 I have never been able to leave my house without being a cornfield. That's just that's just been my life. Never been able to leave my house out seeing a cornfield. And um it was it was a it was a matter of time where I was just like, okay, I'm in a steady relationship. Right. Um my I this is the girl I plan to marry. She plans to stay around here, so I'm gonna plan to stay around here, and this is the life I live. Um it's okay. I'm not gonna be able to do wrestling training the way I would want to, the way, the right way. Right. Um, because the farthest school that I knew at the time was OVW or the nearest school at the time was o- that I knew of at the time was OVW. And I knew I wasn't going to be getting into that. Like uh, just price wise, um, skill wise, I wasn't getting in. And so there was no point in applying. So I gave it up. I was like, I'm a lifelong fan. This is what I'm going to do. Lifelong fan. That's it. Um, Fast forward, I start working at a radio station in 2016 uh, as a news reporter, and it was a it was a TV radio station kind of mix. Bottom of the barrel. I hate to say it. I I love you, Bill. Bill, I know you're not listening. I know you're not listening. I love you. Bottom of the fucking barrel. Uh, TV station. Um, pretty decent radio station, but but bottom of the barrel TV station. My dog's going crazy. Um. So one day this guy comes in and uh, he wants to promote his wrestling charity show All right. that he has um, that he has coming on, and uh, nobody at the station knows knows a thing about wrestling, and they're like, Zach, you're going to need to interview this guy on live on air about his wrestling show, and and because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, and I was like, yeah, yeah no problem. So this guy comes in, talks about his 
uh, his wrestling show is coming up. It's a it's to raise money for a uh, for a what's it called uh, an epilepsy um, a seizure, a seizure alert dog. Okay, what it what it was. It was supposed to be uh, raise money for a seizure alert dog for his own child. Um, and you know I talked about it. Congo Kong was going to be there. Brian Christopher was going to be there. Um, and you know I we talked about it, and I said. You know what? I would love to be part of a wrestling show, just making conversation. Yeah. Just like, like, didn't think anything would happen. And he was like, "You wanna? You wanna be part of the wrestling show?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Why wouldn't I want to be not be part of the wrestling show?" So he's like, "Like, all right, come on out to the show. I'll introduce you to the promoter, and we can go from there." And I was like, "Okay, this will be a one-time fun right. thing that I did." Uh, so. I met up with the promoter. He introduced me to this guy Pogo, and I love I love Pogo to death. Um, I he uh, I told I told the promoter that like, hey, if I want if I'm going to be part of the show, I want to get my ass kicked. I think that'd be fun. I want to get my <laughs> ass kicked. And he said, you want to get your ass kicked? And I was like, yeah, I want to get my ass kicked. And he said, all right, Pogo will take care of you. You can get your ass kicked. And I went to Pogo, and Pogo was like. Uh, no, 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 I don't like this idea. I said, no, 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 just teach me. Teach me a few things, and, and we can make it work. And he said, okay, get in the ring. So I got in the ring, and he was like, take a bump. Like that old, like, yeah. Triple H um, Tough enough, scene. yeah. Drop yeah, tough down. enough. Yeah. He, was, he, said, he said, take a bump. And I took a bump, and I was like, shit. He explained to me how to take a bump, because I didn't take it right. Uh, he explained to me, like, shoulder placement, elbow placement, wrist placement, lower back placement, upper back placement hip placement, foot placement. Jeez. Um, yeah, that that's all that goes into taking a standard back bump. All of this, and the, you start to notice, like once you know that, you start to watch wrestlers take bumps, yeah. and you, you notice that, unless they're doing a crazy-ass bump. But if you watch, like if you watch Miz take a suplex, yeah. you will notice that his shoulders, lower back, elbows, like feet, all land at the same time. And that's all to disperse the the kinetic yeah. pointy pointing energy. Um, so we did that a couple times. Um, he gave me a clothesline, gave me several clotheslines, which were they weren't stiff, but I mean they I mean it's a clothesline. You're you're having a big guy coming your way and taking his forearm and his and his I don't know if you can see me. I just yeah, I can see. It. Yeah, yeah. So taking taking his forearm and everything and just like chest. Just, just right to the chest, and you have to fall down. You got to take your bump, and we did, ran through that a couple times. And he was like, "I'm going to shove you down. I'm going to pull your hair. Blah blah. blah. You're going to be a loudmouth fan. I'm going to invite you into the ring. You're going to do all this shit. Um, you're gonna, uh, I'm going to knock you down. You're going to call me fat, and I'm going to walk over to you. You're going to give me a kick in the nuts, and you're going to roll out of the ring." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, yeah. Oh my god, this sounds like so much fun." We did all that. It was a blast. Um, and the promoter was like, you should come around here more often. And I was like, absolutely. And we ended up building a relationship where I did a, um, where like my TV station would come out to their shows and film it and we would air it on TV. And it was, it was kind of, it was a, it was a nice working relationship and I was training with them to be a wrestler. That was my goal. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. Oh, my God. I'm going to be a wrestler. 
and but I wasn't training like how I should have. I was training once a month for two hours before every show. Right. I wasn't training. I mean, three times a week, twice a week, um, for hours. I was training for two hours to one hour before the show. Um, going through fundamentals. And one day, uh, and I was, was <clears throat> oh God, it was just. It was embarrassing because I didn't realize it at the time. I thought this was indie wrestling. I thought indie wrestling was wrestling <clears throat> at the local fairgrounds with a bunch of guys with no teeth <laughs> that that are not gonna that are never gonna make it anywhere. Um, not the case. No, no. Uh, so I so I thought yeah, like I said, I thought that was indie wrestling. So I was wrestling in tennis shoes, basketball shorts, and a tank top. That was my wrestling gear. No, no pads, no tape, no nothing. That was that was my gear, and um, it wasn't until I went to uh, Glory Pro Wrestling. Oh, okay, uh, of St. Louis. Yep. They uh, Tetsuya Naito was going to be there for their one year anniversary. It was right around the time that Naito um, was gaining a lot of traction here in the U.S. So Naito was going to be three hours away from me wrestling AR Fox. And I was like, this is nuts. I, I need to go see this. I need to go see Naito. I need to. I need to see Naito live because I was a big Naito fan. And I I drove out and I saw what indie wrestling was. Like for real. Yeah. I saw people with skill. I saw people with looks. I saw people that knew what the fuck they were doing. And I was blown away. Um, that's where I saw Gringo Loco. That's where I saw Myron Reed for the first time. That's where I saw um, Hakeem Zayn for the first time. That's where I saw um, Jake Something, uh, AJ Gray, uh, Jake Parnell, Warhorse, Gary J. All these people. He's crazy. Oh man, I saw all of these people, and I was like, "Oh, this is indie wrestling." Right. What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Did you bring that sentiment back? I brought that sentiment back. Yeah. So I went to the promoter, a guy that's been doing this for four months, goes to the promoter and goes, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and he goes, and he's like, I'm doing what we can do. And I said, no, 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 no. This is not what we can do. I like the fact that we are, that I'm watching. Ugh. He's not going to be watching this, and, and I'm not. And uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw his name under the bus. I really don't want this getting back out there. Uh, I just don't want to cause any drama. Um, I'm not going to watch this guy, and I'm not going to look at this guy who is who is a foot shorter than me and 200 pounds heavier than me, um, who can't move, who can't work. Like his most powerful move is a clothesline because that's all he can do, yeah. or his most powerful move is an elbow drop because that's all he can do. I don't want I that's not that's not what I want our our legacy to be. Right. We need to be more than that. And he was like like well, do you have any ideas? And I said, "Yeah, I do. Younger people, uh, better looking people, more skilled people. We need to get that and I and we need a in my fucking mark brain. Um <laughs> says we need a top indie guy to show up so we can bring in an indie crowd." Because this is all my fucking mark. Hey, it's okay to mark out. 
No, it's yeah. I'm not, it's okay to mark out, yeah. but it's my mark brain. Yeah, I'm not thinking true. like I'm not thinking like a businessman. I'm thinking like a mark. Yeah, and so I make my way. Uh, I I like came up with an idea, and I'm like I'm like, how about we go out of our initial area? Okay, get a big get a bigger venue, um, a place where we've been before, but get a bigger venue that is. That's not out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, um, and that like it's good. It looks like we're we're headed to the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> to get to the venue. That's what it was like at times, yeah. driving out to fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I said, why don't we go out there and we and we 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 figure something out, you know? And he was like, okay. And I said, I will I will help pay for it now. I was making $18,000 a year. <laughs> I can't fucking pay for shit, let alone pay for a whole ass wrestling show. So I said, I won't pay for all of it, but, but I will, I want to pay for the main event and I'll pay for, I'll pay for the vet, main event. And I'll pay for the venue. And he said, okay, sounds great. So I was like, like, who, who would I, who, who, who's going to be our, our big main guy? Who's going to be our big main guy that's going to be different than anything that we've shown before, different than anything that we've offered before? And I saw a post on Reddit of, like, different wrestler asking prices and shit with, like, Rey Mysterio, $20,000 in appearance. Cody Rhodes, pre-Bullet Club, $3,000 in appearance. Huh. Um, and at the very... Because I was like, okay, who's at the bottom? Who can I afford? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, near the bottom was Joey Ryan, uh, a uh, he's someone that we're not too fond of nowadays. At the time, different at before we at knew. The time, it was yeah. a different time. It was yeah. a different time before we knew. Yeah, and uh, I said Joey Ryan, the dick flip guy, the dick flip guy. That is different than anything that I than we have offered ever. Plus, he's an indie darling. Yeah. People are, in my fucking Mark brain, I'm like, people will drive out to see him. People will drive out to see him. So, I planned this where I was like, I was like, okay. And I bu- and Joey responded right away to my email. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. Oh, I'm actually, do- I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing it. And I got way too in over my head. Um, I didn't know this at the time, but I got way into over my head. I was like, I want to book another match. So, so I reached out to uh, a local guy, my, uh, a local guy, Mickey Midas. He's a good dude. Good dude. Mickey Midas. He is, he was Myron Reed's old tag team partner before he went solo. Okay. Um, and I reached out to Frey Miguel of impact fame now. Yep. And Gringo Loco of MLW and GCW fame, and I wanted to have I wanted to have like a triple threat lucha style high flying match. match, and that added an extra fucking however much to my to my bill um, that I already couldn't afford, and then it started to dawn on me that I couldn't afford this show. Yeah. Like that's it started to dawn on me I couldn't afford the show, and I was like, like, oh no, like what do I do? Because I didn't want to back out. Like I could have just canceled the show, and be like, I can't afford it, right? Cut my losses, 
I was like, I was like, this is my dream. This yeah. is this is my dream. I want to do this. And I, I, br- I, I, I was so I sold I sold my all of my all of my video games, which broke my heart. And I still haven't gotten them all back. Sold all my video games. Uh, sold a lot of clothes. Um, got a second job, and. Yeah. That that's how I tried to afford it, and I still at the time I couldn't afford it. And I was like, I guess I could look for a sponsor of some sort. And lucky enough, there's a local guy who is a big wrestling fan, a big old school wrestling fan. Um, and I called him and I said, "Would you like to sponsor the show?" I said, "How much? How much are you looking to for me to sponsor?" And I said, "However much you want to give." Right. And he said. I will, I'll give you a hundred dollars to sponsor the show as long as I can be part of it in some way. Okay. Like, and I was like, like, okay, what do you want to do? He said, I want to manage somebody. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Yeah, sure. hundred dollars. I'm like, thank God. hundred dollars my way. Um, and then next time I talked to him, I said, are you still down for this? And he said, yeah. Um, uh, I'll throw you an extra hundred dollars if I can be in a match. And I was like, uh, "You're not trained, are you?" And he said, "Yeah, I used to do this with my brothers back in the day." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't think you did, but I need, but I need the money." So you took and a I chance. Talked, yeah. I took a chance. I, I talked to the promoter, um, and my promoter was like, "Fuck it, let it. We'll book him. We'll put him with somebody who will protect him." And I was like, "Okay." So I had that going on and then and then he was like, I'll buy an extra ten tickets for my for my family, which was another hundred dollars. So three hundred dollars just came in right from this guy. Okay. Which literally saved the show. Like I was like, okay, I can afford the show now. And everything was going pretty well. I was still stressed. I was stressed as all hell. Because I, I never did this before. I didn't know what to expect. I was my friend. My I. It took me a while to realize that I was suicidal at that time. Okay. Um, because of the stress, the amount of stress that I put on myself, I was driving from to work every day, wanting to crash my car, not to die, right? But to relieve myself of all of this stress. Like I get in a car wreck, I don't have to worry about this anymore. It gives me an excuse to cancel everything. Yeah, no, um, I, I get I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, uh, like that that's what was going through my head. So, I'm driving and I I'm, I have to keep telling myself like, no, we we're almost there, we're almost there, we're almost there. And uh, I talked to the promoter and I said, hey, uh, we're having this filmed, right? I mean, we're bringing Joey Ryan and we're gonna have this filmed, right? And he and he said, "Yeah, we're gonna have this filmed." And I said, "Okay, sounds good." Um, this some it's a, it's a business venture we've done before. No, not a problem. So, um, we so we get there, and about two days before the show, I get a call saying that the wrestling ring is broken. Oh my gosh! And I was like, like I was like, like, what do you mean it's broken? They're like, they're like. Like they're loading it up and board snapped. We have no ring. And I and I said, you do know somebody with a ring, don't you? 
like we have a we have a way out of this and they were like like i don't know i don't and i was like like this is fucking ridiculous we need a fucking ring it's two days before the show tickets are Tickets are sold, albeit they were all my friends and a couple of other people, but like... But they're sold. We got to... Sh- yeah. But they're sold. We got to... We gotta, I don't want to give out refunds. I want not to... Not to look at it in that sort of light, but I got to give... I, I want to hold a fucking show. Yeah. So I reach out to a, another local promoter and um, he... Uh, and I said, hey, I need a... I need a ring. And he said... Uh, he said, "Okay, it'll be, it'll be eighty dollars. Um, you can come pick it up tomorrow." I said, "I don't have a, I don't have a truck." <laughs> How do you pick up a I, ring? <laughs> you you get a you get a truck and you pull it in and pull it in with the trailer. Yeah. And he said, "You don't got a fuck. You don't got a fucking truck to pull this in." And I was like, I was like, I was like, no. And he said, "Then eighty dollars is only going to cover my gas." <laughs> and I was like. I'm sorry. I I don't that's all I have. I need this ring and he's like you are fucking lucky that this guy owes me. You are fucking lucky. And he uh he was like you are not getting a ring crew. You are putting this together yourself. And I was like okay. And so day of the show comes and uh uh, I go and I pick up Joey Ryan from the airport, and I get to I get to the show and the ring's not put up. Oh boy! And I'm like, I'm like, is someone putting up the ring? And he said, I told you I'm not bringing a fucking ring crew. And I was like, well, somebody's got to put up this ring. He's like, I ain't putting it up by myself. And I'm just looking at all these wrestlers that are around, and I'm yeah. like, you guys, okay, I guess we got to. We're putting up a ring. I, I, I got. I guess we got to put up a ring, but I'm already dealing with like other business shit. I'm running around with like a chicken with the head cut off. Yeah. Um. So I look at my friends who are there, and I said, "Can you help put up this ring?" And, he was, and they're like, "We don't know how to put up a ring." And I was like, "That guy will tell you how. Just can you can you please help?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure." It was so the I would I would love to say if the show went off without a hitch, but that's a fucking lie. <laughs> we. We were two hour. We well, not two hour. We were an hour and a half late to start time because the ring. Because when you have four people who know nothing about wrestling, right. setting up a wrestling ring, it's it, it was it was bad. It was just overall bad. Um, I wanted to have a match where I won. Um, for the like, I never won. I never won clean. My entire my entire wrestling career. I've never won a match clean. Never. Uh, it was always by disqualification or, or that's it. I've only ever won by disqualification because someone attacks me or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, so I called this guy the night before, not, not to rewind a bit, but I called this guy the night before and I said, can you come in and, and like, can I beat you? And he's and he's like he's like yeah, but since this is such short notice, I'm gonna need fifty bucks now and fifty bucks when I get there. I said I don't fucking care. Sure, guy never shows up. Oh my god! Did you give never him the fifty shows. before? I gave him the fifty. Oh. <laughs> never shows. Oh, what a day! So so uh, so I look at one of the guys that has another gimmick that's that's at the show. Who I wrestled before, and I I lost by I I won by disqualification, 
Um, and I said, will you, can, will you put me over? And he said, he said, yeah, um, here's what we'll do. You give me your finish. I'll put my foot on the ropes and the referee just won't notice and I'll <laughs> complain. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to go over clean. And he, goes, and he was like, no, you're not going over clean. I got to protect myself. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? Can't get anyone please. to put you over. <laughs> please. <laughs> and he, and he was like, and it, he was, he was like, he was like, he was like, I'm going to put my foot on the ropes. And I was like, fine. Like, this is like, this is like 10 minutes before we go on. I'm like, yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. I don't care. We have, we, we, I have one of the shittiest matches of all time. Give it with my finish as the shittiest rainmaker, <laughs> the shit, the shit maker, as I, as I now call it. It's a shit maker. It was so bad. Um, and, uh, then I have a, like, we have a bunch of really, really shitty matches. And then Gringo Loco and, oh, another thing. And I, I don't know how I completely forgot about this. Um, I had two people that were going to buy tickets for the show because Trey Miguel was going to be there. Oh, boy. And uh, a week before the show, uh, this person messages me and goes, I thought you said Trey Miguel was going to be at your show. And I was like, he is. And he and she was like, she sends me a, a graphic and she was like, then why is he going to be in Cleveland fighting Brian Cage on that day? <laughs> so I messaged Trey Miguel. I was like, what the fuck? Not to put it, not, right. not, not to put, not, not to, not to hit on Trey Miguel. Right. This is, this is Trey. Uh, this is just a matter of circumstance. Right. And he said, Hey bud, sorry. I lost all my bookings. I put on Twitter that I lost them and to message me if you had me booked. And I, I was thinking to myself, I don't go on Twitter every day. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. go on Twitter that much. And, and I guess he was just like, yeah, I have that date open because no one reached out to me. Um, and I was like, and he was like, I'll give you your money back. And he sends me my money back, which I appreciate because I did put down a deposit and you know, everything was fine there. And I just took, I just took the deposit I put on Trey and I gave it to Gringo and Mickey, and I said, "Just go out there and fucking tear the house down. Just tear the house down, like literally, figuratively, tear the house down." Yeah. And Mickey jumped off a balcony onto Gringo, which was which was sick. Um, cool, cool spot in the entire show. And then, uh, then the main event comes along. We got uh, we got Joey Ryan versus his opponent. And as soon as, as soon as Joey utters the words, touch my dick, half the crowd gets up and walks out. <laughs> they just immediately get up and walk out. Uh, I guess they didn't know the, the gimmick at that time. No, 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 no. Because like I like, and this is where, this is where I come in. Um, and I'll explain, I'll explain later. Um, but they get up, walk out. Joey does his match. It's whatever. I'm fucking heartbroken. Um, like I'm already just like half the crowd just walked out. What the fuck? This sucks. This is awful. And, um, the promoter comes up to me and he goes, why were there cameras here? Oh no. I said, and I was like, you said we were going to film the show. He said, I never said that. That, and I was like, well, somebody has to pay these guys. And he was like, I'm not gonna. 
And I had to like, I had to go back to my boss because this was my company. Yeah. I had to go back to my boss and say like, he didn't pay. And he was, and my boss was like, then it's coming out of your paycheck. So that's $600 gone. Boom. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Rough. Rough. So uh, rewind a bit. I I drove uh, back to the show. I drove Joey to his hotel and we stopped at Taco Bell to kind of talk about the show. This is my first show. Yeah. First time ever. And I said, I said, the show was kind of rough. If you were me, what would you have done differently? And he said, well, first off, I wouldn't have booked me. And I was like, I was like, really? And he was like, like, no, I'm a niche of a niche. Yeah. I don't know why you had me be the main. Um, but the area that you're in, they're not going to care about me. They're going to care about somebody like, again, different time. They're going to care about someone like Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. They're going to care about uh, people like that. Brian Cage. They're, that, those are the people that, that, that aren't going to get up and walk out. I'm a niche of a niche. Yeah. I wouldn't have booked me. Because despite me uh, striving to not, um, to not go like book out in the middle of nowhere, um, I booked out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, like in my eyes, I was like, oh, this is right off the interstate. But it was still middle of nowhere. It was just, it was bad. It was bad. And that made me want to stop watching wrestling for a while because it was such a stressful situation. I didn't. But that's when I told myself, I'm done right. with wrestling. I'm done. Like I told, I told my promoter that I actually was suicidal and I needed to get help. Just because in my head, in my little weird head, I was like, like, if I tell them I want to get out because they put so much fucking stress on me, they're going to break my legs. Yeah. They're going to come find me and break my legs. So I, 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 I said, I'm, I'm suicidal. I need to get help. And they're like, well, go get help and we'll, uh, we'll do what we can. Um, uh, and I was like, I was like, like, I was like, all right, cool. I thought that was it. Yeah. I that was it. <laughs> A couple weeks later. Um, well, so I edit the show cause I told my boss, like, like, like we have the footage, we might as well air it. So I edit this footage and I'm upset. So I, I cut a shoot promo. Oh boy. I cut a shoot promo to you're air just, before You're burying the yourself. You're digging a hole. Oh, it, oh, it's deeper and deeper. Oh, he got his attention. He got it. He's got, he got it. So, um, so I sh- I cut a I cut a shoot promo to kind of just say because we've aired our like our stuff before on TV and I was like this was this is some like it was all some of the the dumbest shit the dumbest wrestling that you could see and I said that I said and I, man I went in hard I was like I was like the the wrestlers that you see tonight won't look like they just ate their local burger shop out of business. <laughs> They won't look like they just got out of rehab. They won't, and uh, these are going to be wrestlers, and um, they. Uh, my boss got a phone call the next day um, with one of the wrestlers that I shot on, uh, oh. threatening to sue. Oh my lord! For for uh, um, for slander. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my boss, who is not a wrestling fan, just just talks to this guy going. Um, isn't that what you wrestling guys do? <laughs> yeah, I think he's in character. <laughs> yeah, 
And he was like, like, he's like, no, no, no. Like this, this will ruin business for us. He was like, I thought this is what you wrestlers guys do. You guys just talk bad about each other. And he was like, not like this. He was like, we're going to sue. And he was like, okay, send your lawyers. Oh, like that's, that's fine. And that was the last we heard of them. Oh man. That first of all, phenomenal story, tough situation. Probably not fun to relive, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 funny to relive because it's it gives me motivate like it it gives me motivation to to do well on this show that I have coming up. That's right. Um, That's right. Because you want to make amends and right uh, the wrong. Yeah, in in my head, right. Like, I want to right the wrongs for myself because the whole reason I did this did the first show in the first place was like I didn't want to live a life of what if. Right. I didn't want to be. Oh, what if I, what if I did, what if I did this? What if I, what, what if 10 years down the line, I'm like, what if I did hold that wrestling show? What if I did hold that wrestling show? And here we go. Hop down. So it comes around that, um, and years go by and I, I do end up getting back into wrestling and that's a whole nother big long story. Um, but I meet a lot of really, really good. I, I meet people I can actually call my friends this yeah. time around. Uh, whereas before I couldn't, I couldn't trust anybody. And still, you shouldn't really trust anybody in wrestling. But there are some people that you can't trust. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is something that I can do. Like, I should try again. So, I meet up with the with the promoter of Zero One USA um, out of out of Mattoon, Illinois. And I, I just say, I say, hey, I need to write this wrong. And he was like, okay, sounds good. Let's do it. And let's do it. Uh, it's going to be a Sunday show because it's because it's a secondary show. And I said, I don't, I don't care. I'll take off Monday if I have to. And he shoots me a date, and luckily enough, I don't have to take off Monday, and nobody else does because it's a uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, so everyone has that Monday off. So right. don't worry about it. Yeah, that's my whole my whole deal of just like, I, I need to write this wrong in my life. And so where do you stand now on this show? Because you had put out some TikToks, you you opened a GoFundMe, reaching mm-hmm. out to your friends for any, you know, nothing's expected. Everything's appreciated. Yeah. Um, where, where do we stand on that? So the show's happening. Nice. Um, the show is confirmed happening. Um, May, um, May 29th, um, 2022, Mattoon, Illinois, um, with zero one USA. I don't, I can't confirm matches that okay. I have planned. I can't confirm, um, people that, uh, I can't confirm anything because I don't have, I don't have that power yet. I can't sit because this is, it's a promotion. And it's, it's fucking four months down the line. Right. Which isn't a long time, but there are other shows to build towards. It wouldn't be fair of me to build towards um, one show, like one secondary show, um, in the in the midst of all of the all of these others that are it, that are admittedly more important. So, but it's happening. I mean, we can is, predict one thing: uh, Joey Ryan will probably not be on it. Joey, Joey, I can confirm right now: Joey Ryan will not be attending. <laughs> He'll not, um, he'll not be on that event. No, no, no. My Joey Ryan tattoo will be attending that. Your Joey that Ryan another, tattoo. Um, yeah, that's that's yes. another that's another story. Uh, but it's not shorter. 
just me like, wow, I want to commemorate the fact that I held my own pro wrestling show. Well, that's something I should be proud of. What do I get a tattoo of? Do I get a wrestling ring? Do I get a ring hook? Nah, I'll get a blow pop. So I got a blow pop on my ankle. Uh, and <laughs> let, let me tell you, let me tell you, April of 2020, looking at that fucking tattoo, I was, I was just like, God damn, God damn it. Couldn't have got a Gringo Loco tattoo. I had to get a tra- I could have, I could have got a Gringo Loco tattoo. I could have gotten the tattoo of two wrestlers, like a wrestler diving off of a balcony. Yeah. Another. Nah, no. I'll get a blow pop. Blow pop. Ugh. Um, I was mentioning earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was on this show or uh, I went live a little bit on TikTok before I started. I've never been to an independent show sure. ever. Never. 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 Nope. It is. What is it? That's my question. Because you talked about it. Something else, depending on where you go. Correct. It is some is something else. Like I, I don't know what wrestling shows you've been to. I'm assuming you've been to WWE. I'm assuming I, you've been to AEW. I, the only ones have been WWE. I was supposed to go to AEW. I was supposed to be at uh, Brody Lee's debut. Mm. That never happened in Rochester. Gotcha. Um. And then just haven't been. So it's only been WWE. I was 40 minutes away from uh, the show in Poughkeepsie where Moxley showed up. I think uh, Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan took on Bully Ray and Enzo in the main event. And and Moxley showed up. I forgot who he showed up, what he showed up to do. But he covered for someone. I don't remember who. Hmm. But I didn't even go to that. Never been. So I, so I will say, AEW is a lot like going to a WWE show. Okay. You, 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 you have the people scan your ticket that you have on Ticketmaster. You walk to your seat. There's the big stage. There's music faintly playing in the background, lights and and, and all that jazz, and um, it's fun. Yeah. So this dog cannot decide whether or not he wants to sit with me or not. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Stabbed myself with my ice pick. Um, anyway. So, going to an indie show. God damn. Lost everything. Oh, you'll be, oh now I'm interviewing myself. I can hear you. There you are. And this dog, I swear. He's just, he's all over the he place. He just wants attention. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just wants these, love. Dude, these damn pugs. Um, so... Going to an indie show is can be very different depending on where you go. It's all essentially the same thing, um, just on an extremely smaller scale. Uh, I don't know what type of music you listen to. Um, uh, it's it varies. It definitely varies? varies a lot. Have you ever been to a small punk show? Let's see. Uh, I have been to a small bar. Bar area, and we watched. Who did me and my wife watch? I'm gonna name this band. I don't know if anybody knows them. The band was named Kitty, all girl band. Kitty, yeah, Kitty. Yep. I loved them at the time. And it was a small club, like a bar. And I can't remember who else played on that show as well. But so my musical taste ranged from that to. Like my favorite band, Pearl Jam, to friggin' Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, my tastes 
yeah range my, my, my taste is wide too i listen to a lot of uh i listen to a lot of punk yeah um and but i'll listen to anything right and going to an indie show is a lot like going to those like bar club shows yeah where it it is like in the grand scheme of things it is the same as going to an arena show but like there's a different vibe to it um it's more personal Gonna have to like hear. Like, if I go to AEW, and I'm in the fourth, fifth row, and I shout to Wardlow, you suck, Wardlow, I'm not getting anything. Like, he's yeah. not looking at me. He's on TV. Yeah. He has, he has, something, he has, a, he has something to focus on. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the picture you used for me to promote, to promote tonight <laughs> yeah. where I'm bloody, um, that, that, was, that was done by, by Mad Dog Conley. And this is what happens uh, at an independent show. So this is just a little bit of backstory about Mad Dog Conley. Mad Dog Conley. Uh, there was somebody that looked like Mad Dog Conley um, in 2019 known as Dan Liplock. And okay. when the coronavirus started, Dan Liplock decided to uh, take a trip into the woods um, to, to go on an adventure during, uh, during coronavirus. And kind of lost himself, and out came the Mad Dog Conley. Nice so, origin story. So, I went to uh, I was at a show, and um, Mad Dog Conley was fighting uh, Everett Connors. Yep. Um, and I shouted, uh, I shouted, "Bark for me, Liplock!" Since he's the Mad Dog, I said, "Bark for me." And he stops what he's doing, and he looks at me because that's an in, it's an indie show. He can hear me, yeah, and he can see me. He knows exactly where I'm at. So he comes up to me, and I say, "Bark for me, lip lock, bark for me." <laughs> this guy proceeds to beat the shit out of me <laughs> and bloodies me with his chain. Oh, yes, he, he. I have to be pulled to the back for medical attention. He has to be pulled to the back uh, to uh, to keep everything on uh, to to contain himself. Yeah. So that's the type of vibe. That's the type of vibe you get. Um, a more positive note: Bizarro Lucha was a was an Indianapolis promotion run out run out of a brewery in Indianapolis. Um. So. Uh, Calvin Tankman. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was he was their top guy. Um but he never won he never won the championship. Um and at one of their shows and uh at, at one of their at one of their shows he finally won he finally won the title. And everybody ugh, these dogs they hear just they just hear random things and they start barking. Um so Connor uh, Calvin finally wins the title, and everyone's chanting, "He's our guy! He's our guy!" Because he's an Indianapolis boy in an Indianapolis area. He's like he's he's our guy. He's our guy. So he tells everybody to get in the ring. Oh so boy! So you have all of these people, just, all these fans, just storm the ring, ECW style, ECW yep. style, and they just start like chanting. He's uh, they're all surrounded by this guy, just like chanting, "He's our guy." And that's that type of vibe you get from indie wrestling of just like, it can be whatever you want it to be. 
Yeah. You could go to the middle of bumfuck nowhere and watch your local car mechanic dress up like a clown <laughs> and get hit with a chair with 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 20 people watching. Um, or you can go to a college in the middle of Illinois uh, next to next to St. Louis and see New Japan star Tetsuya Naito fight Lucha Underground star uh, AR Fox. It's with 500 people. Yeah. Or you could drive out to Atlantic City, New Jersey, go, excuse me, go to a casino and watch WWE star Matt Cardona <laughs> defeat Deathmatch uh, death legend Nick Gage King, yeah. and watch the entire crowd lose their fucking mind. You were there. That's right. You were there for there. that. That's right. I, I remember. I drove 13 hours for that. Um, I I would say that was worth it. Oh my god, it was so worth it. Me and my buddy went, and he said that was great. We're never doing this again. <laughs> We're never doing. He yeah. said that was one of the that was that was the funnest show I've ever been to, and we went to all out. He's like, that's the funnest show we've ever been to. We're never doing that again. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, because, I remember the TikToks. I saw those. Yep. So I I went supporting Cardona. Yeah. I went supporting Cardona. How'd that go over? Who I had to I had to hide myself. <laughs> I, had to hide, I had to I legit. So funny, funny you say that. Um, GCW fans are fucking weird, man. I love GCW. Right. God damn, dude. These uh these fans are fucking weird. So Matt Cardona, I don't know if you ever saw the match. I did see the match. Okay. So if you recall, Matt can't get to the ring. Yes. He's just, he's so surrounded by these people because there's no entranceway. It's just like a path of people. They didn't let him through. And they didn't let him through. Um, Cardona refused to sell merch and he still to this day refuses to sell merch because of the reaction that, that fans give him. Um, and... I remember Meltzer saying that like there had to be plants there. There had to be because of the people throwing trash in the ring. Right. I will tell you right now as someone that was there, there were no fucking plants in there because I, I couldn't see. We, we were in the back. I couldn't see. So I was standing on my chair and the guy next to me was standing on, on his chair and he was there for a gauge. And um, so the second that Cardona hits the radio silence and gets the one, two, three. This guy, like, we all have a full look of shock on our head, on our faces. And this guy next to me could had to be my age. Like, this wasn't some like like it's still real to me, damn it, kind of guy. Yeah. Just a guy that's that's my age. Just goes, no fucking way. Jumps down on the ground, <laughs> grabs a beer bottle oh my God. off the ground, and just fucking lobs it. And and that's just what happens. Just so much trash. Like people, people just started throwing shit. Yeah. Um, and I saw like like GCW security grab Cardona because Cardona's trying to celebrate. Yeah. And he's just being pelted with this shit. And he gets uh, he gets told. Um, I see them go like, "You got to go. You got to get the fuck out of here." So. He starts being led past my section. So I jump down. I'm like, I'm going to, 
I'm going to rip off this uh, this Hawaiian shirt that I have to reveal my Zack Ryder shirt, and I want to give this guy a hug and, and and celebrate. This man just just elbows right past me. He's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" And, <laughs> and he and he disappears. And oh. Nick Gage gives a speech afterwards, and all of the Matt Cardona fans like gather outside the outside the doors, and we're like cheering. There's a casino next next to us, right? Like, like we're probably annoying all of these people just drinking fine wine and yeah. shit. All while we're chanting, Matt Cardona, clap, 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 <laughs> Matt Cardona. Uh. And, and people, and Mac, and GCW, like Nick Gage fans are walking past us going, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Fuck you. And I'm just like, and we're just laughing. We're like, we're, we're have like, like we just won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. We're, like it was, it was nuts. Um, I played. saw like I saw somebody share like a uh, like a thing on Twitter yeah. um, of like us celebrating, and it was just people just constantly just running us down about how dirty and smelly we probably are, and how fucking I'm like, and the whole time I'm thinking like you guys are Nick Gage fans, like I love Nick Gage, but <laughs> like, like come on. you're telling me like, like come on, come on, let's be let's be real here. Oh like, man, that was that's a show to be at. Oh my god! It was it was so it was so fun, and it was wild. It was just wild. Um. So yeah, so that reminds me. Like I first ran into you on TikTok. Someone told mm. me they said you should you should go on TikTok because there's a lot of wrestling stuff on there. You would love it. You'd be good at it. I was like, mm. what the fuck am I gonna do on TikTok? I don't know what to do. So. I just I don't even know. I just started posting stuff I thought people needed to hear. Mm. That that's what I did. Um what is it? How did you get involved in uh wrestling TikTok world? So I don't really remember. I remember um my very very, very my on my original account. My very 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 first video was a was an inside joke between me and a buddy of mine of um the blink 182 song first date okay the first lot the first lines are in my car i just can't wait yeah so i made a video of like i'm just filming my empty car and the song's playing like the intro's going and then i get in my car and i shut the door and i put my hands on the wheel and the song goes in my car and i cut it off there the joke is, I'm in my car. Right. The, I get it. It's, it's the dumbest thing. I get it. it. Makes you laugh. It makes me laugh. Yeah. I, I I posted it because I was like, like, ha ha, funny, ha ha. And I I I closed the app, didn't look at it, and my cousin texted me the next day. He was like, like, you are blowing up, and I was like, what the fuck you mean? I'm blowing up. And I opened my app, and I had 120,000 views on that one video. Jeez. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? So I was like, like I have to capitalize on this. I yeah. have to capitalize on this. So I tried like doing videos of like using song lyrics as the jokes. Um, like um, when you ask a blind man um, uh, uh, about his experience in the rain, and I play Creed's Clearwater Revivals. Have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> uh, it was just this is dumb things. This is dumb. Um. Like I said, which controller, which PlayStation controller do you want? 
and I'm playing Frank Sinatra's Blue Moon, and I cut it off at blue, and I hold up my blue PlayStation controller. <laughs> just dumb. Just dumb stuff. Stupid and stuff. And it never, never caught on. Yeah. And uh, I honestly think it was... I remember making a video about just defending WWE. Like, I was like, I was like how is WWE shitty? Uh, right. They got this, they got that, they got this, they got that. And um, Smithception yep. uh, responded to it. Yep. And we just started going back and forth. And I just built the following off of that. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to make a bunch of videos defending WWE and shitting on AEW. Because everyone else is doing the exact opposite. Right. Um, and I, and I, I think that's what attracted me to it because... It's easy to hate, oh, yeah, uh, so especially in the WWE. Like, that's what oh, yeah. people go to. And uh, I don't know what it was, if it was you defending or you shitting on Cody Ro- I think it was, might have been Cody Rhodes once. I fucking, oh, God, I fucking hate. I still hate Cody Rhodes. I still hate. I, I, we, I, I know. I will say this. I no longer think Cody Rhodes is one of the worst things to happen to wrestling in the modern era. Um. I no longer think that. I have grown from that. <laughs> You're but coming there, around. There was a, there was a t- no, I'm not coming around. I'm just saying that. <laughs> that like, I'm like, okay, Cody isn't the reason that wrestling is, is, is shitty now. But What um, is the reason? High expectations. Yeah. Just way too, way too high expectations and um, fantasy, fantasy booking. I'll say that. And this isn't just wrestling. Right. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan. Oh, good. Let's end. Let's end the wrestling talk. Yes. Talk Star Wars. So I I love Star Wars. Dude, okay. I I was I was talking to a buddy of mine today. They could come out with a two hour long video of Cad Bane just just taking a shit. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'd put yeah. it on his background noise. I'd be like, cool ASMR. I'll fall asleep to this. Uh, um, like that. Like that's the type. Like it's hard for me to hate Star Wars. Right. Just like it's hard for me to hate WWE. Yeah. Um, Book of Boba Fett. Just fucking Star Wars right here. Yeah. Got, um, uh, Book of Boba Fett. I, like, I saw so many people shitting on Book of Boba Fett. And I, the one thing I didn't like about Book of Boba Fett was the fucking Mod Squad. That was the one thing I didn't like. Oh, yeah. And that didn't even bother me that much. I was just like, yeah, I don't like this. That's All right, it. so I'll, I'll ask you this. So I watched... What's today? Today's Thursday. So I watched the season finale of Boba Fett yes. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you? So are you? I. Okay. Okay. So let's Got do that. this without spoilers. Uh, okay. As best we can. I did not enjoy it as the past other episodes. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking maybe I built up so much anticipation for something spectacular to occur that I was then let down. So, and this is and this is the thing. I think that's that's what a lot of people are expecting. People went into Book of Boba Fett expecting Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian's a western, right? Book of Boba Fett is a is a is a crime drama. Like you're not gonna get like Goodfellas. I I I hate to say it. I've never seen Godfather, but I fucking love Goodfellas. Okay. How many how many actual action scenes are in Goodfellas? In that two and a half hour long film, how many, many actual action scenes are there? But there's a lot of buildup. I can remember two in a yeah. three hour movie. Yeah. So you have Book of Boba Fett. It's all crime. That's yeah. all it is. 
it, it, we had to tell, we had to figure out what happened to Boba Fett post return of the Jedi. Yep. Had to, we had to, we had to get that out of the way. I know everyone was complaining like, this is too many flashbacks. Well, how the fuck did Boba Fett go from here to here? Right. We have to connect those dots and we can't do that in one episode. Yeah. So you have to build that. And I think that's one thing that people had too high of expectations for, for Book of Boba Fett. And, um, but to compare it to, um, but that, I think that's why I didn't get, I didn't like, but like I said before, you show me Star Wars, I'm going to fucking love the shit out of it. You show me Spider-Man, I'm going to love the shit out of it. Oh, jeez, now we're really going down. But, but after a while, I will take a step back and I will be able to, I'll be able to kind of like adjust. Okay. For example, when I walked out of Last Jedi, I I legitimately sat there. I was like, "That's one of the best Star Wars movies I've ever seen." See, I loved it too. I was one of the best. Star- but then you start to sit back, and you start to be, you start to think like, "Okay, well, this this is an issue. This is an issue. This is an issue." Um, Spider Man No Way Home. I I loved it. I was like, "Like that's a, that's number three Spider Man movie of all time. Number three. Um, I still think Into the Spider Verse and Spider Man Two were better films, but that is that is number that's number three. After a while, I start to think like, okay, this is an issue. This is an issue. This is the number four Spider Man movie. I'm gonna keep moving this down. Not to be a hater, it's just like, okay, I'm starting to see this. But if you told me right now, do you want to sit down and watch Spider Man Bar- uh, No Way Home? I'm gonna be like, fuck yeah, let's yeah. watch Spider Man No Way Home. Let's do it. You tell me, to, do you want to watch Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, the worst Spider-Man feature <laughs> film of all time? I'm going to say, yeah, let's fucking do it. Andrew Garfield and, and Emma Stone are fucking phenomenal in that movie. I love it. That is a and, good one. Better than the first Amazing Spider-Man. No, I, 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 I like the first Amazing Spider-Man okay. better. The first Amazing Spider-Man gets a lot of hate. Um, but my point is, is like, when you look at... When you when and this was I, I fell into this with with the Tom Holland Spider Man thing. When you calm down, when you look into this with the new uh, with the when I because I, I fell into this with No Way Home uh, with the with the with the MCU Spider Man. Right. People want to people want to fantasy book. Um, everything. Yeah. Everything they want to fantasy book everything, and when it doesn't go their way, they get upset. Yeah. Um. Because look at the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I will. I, sequel trilogy has a lot of issues with it. Number one, they didn't have a fucking plan. George Lucas at least had a fucking plan. They <laughs> didn't have a plan. Um, but they watched all of this stuff and they were like, "This needs to happen. This needs to happen. This needs to happen. This needs to happen." And when all of that doesn't happen, this is the worst fucking thing on earth. Oh. They have all of these different ideas of how Luke Skywalker should be. Yeah, how uh, how this person should be. We've seen it with book with book of Boba Fett. Yep. Boba Fett would have would have never done this. Boba Fett would have never done this. One, um, the expanded universe doesn't fucking exist anymore. It's not canon. So oh. get the fuck over yourself. Uh, and two, this is, it's not your show. It's not, it's not your show. It is just because it's not going your way doesn't mean that it's the worst thing in the world. And I think that's a one that that is one issue when it comes to, um, WWE and AEW and everything. Yeah. People are like, "Oh, what? 
because this is my biggest issue with AEW. AEW's whole thing is, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if? WWE doesn't run by that. No. Like, they, they're not, wouldn't it be cool if? Wouldn't it be cool if? Like, I feel like part of me feels like Tony Khan goes on R squared circle on Reddit every single day and goes like, <laughs> takes hmm. the top post. <laughs> <laughs> takes the top post and goes, ooh, that would be cool. I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> like, like now, wouldn't it be cool if Jay White and the Bullet Club showed up and showed up in AEW? And what do we fucking see? We see Jay White. And, they want ooh. Jay White. Damn it. They're going to get him. <laughs> they, <laughs> that's what they're getting. Damn it. And. Oh, Nick Gage is hot right now? We're going to bring Nick fucking Gage in. Because, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if Nick Gage came on TV and had a fucking death match with Chris Jericho? Wouldn't that be cool? But is that good business? Mm. And that that's the question. I don't have that answer. I'm not Tony Khan. As much as, like, and this is another thing, because I was talking to Comic Punk Guy about this. Uh, there's an old Undertaker quote. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Undertaker, that people like you, people like me, people like Meltzer, we only know as much as we're allowed to know. That's only, that's as much as we're allowed to know. Um, Like, people are, people are talking about how fucking Becky Lynch and Charlotte, they hate each other now. You can tell they hate (laughs) each other now. I don't, I don't know Rebecca Knox. I don't know Ashley Flair. I don't know if they fucking hate each other. I don't know that for sure. Right. Sure, we can hear reports of it, and Becky can go on Peacock and tell fucking everybody that, um, uh, that like, yeah, me and Charlotte just don't get along anymore. <laughs> and, like, 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 we used to be best friends. Now we're not. It's, that doesn't mean it's fucking true. No. She knows what it's, she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Now, that's not to say that they aren't best, that they are best friends. They could actually hate each other, but we don't know that. Because we're not there, right? And I like that. That's my whole thing. Is just that like we want this big wave of information, and then we want to be surprised. Um, and I think that, and that's the thing. CM, like for example, CM Punk is my is, was is my favorite wrestler of all time, next to John Cena. I don't feel that spark anymore. Right. I agree. Like when C- CM Punk would returned, it was, I, like if I didn't know CM Punk was going to return and he just, and, and cult personality hit and that, that man just yeah. walked out in the middle of Chicago, I would, I would have cried. I, I said for years, if CM Punk returns to pro wrestling, I will cry. That's not interesting. A sheer, not a sheer, not a, not a, not a tear was shed from me. A tear in your eye. Because not Punk's my favorite, or at least one of. And mm-hmm. I've been saying for years, you know, doing that fantasy booking. Oh, what if he's 30th in the Rumble this year? What if he's yeah. the surprise casino guy? This mm-hmm. and that. And everybody took a shit all over me. And he'll never come back. Never. They, they said the same thing to me. He'll never come like, back. Well, he's and fucking wrestling. He's coming back. Yeah, in some capacity. But I I do agree. Um, If we didn't know and it hit, the problem is the show's in Chicago. Like, yeah, the the crowd was going to pop regardless. Like, we, like, it it was the worst kept secret in wrestling for like a a month. It was going to get a pop regardless. It's fucking punk. I don't blame that grown man for crying out in the crowd. If I was there for punk's big return, I would have cried too. But again, 
I always said I would cry if I saw CM Punk in person. I went to AEW and I saw CM Punk in person just so he could introduce Ruby Riot. The man <laughs> talked for 30 seconds and then introduced Ruby Riot after the show. Yeah. I I didn't like I cheered. Like I was like, oh shit, CM Punk, but I didn't get that overwhelming sense of emotion that I thought I was because of just a con because all of this is just a constant like a constant thing of like, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, um, like I made a, I made a post today. It was essentially talking about Keith Lee. I'll say this right now. Keith Lee in AEW is a, is a fucking positive. If I was running my own company on TV and Keith Lee was right there for the taking, I'd be stupid not to take him. Just a fucking moron. But, um, you look at Isaiah Cassidy. Mm-hmm. If you remember that first episode of Dynamite, what yeah. were Private Party doing that first episode of Dynamite? I believe they were taking on the Young Bucks. They beat the Young they Bucks. They beat the Young Bucks in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. beat the Young Bucks. Matt Hardy said that they're going to be the new, the new era of the Hardy Boys or yeah. some shit like that. And God damn it. Why aren't they? Because, because, because to me, the way I see it is it's a constant wave of wouldn't it be cool if if FTR showed up now again, if I'm Tony Khan and FTR is right there for the plucking, they're completely different from the rest of my tag team division. Let me snatch them up. But the more I see it, the next signing besides Dan Housen, me and me and compound guy talked about Dan Housen signing Dan Housen aligning with the best friends he's not taking anybody's spot no um keith lee's taking somebody's spot the briscoes when they the show Brisco. up they'll take some well, briscoes spot. when they show up they're gonna take somebody's spot yeah um when fucking carrying cross shows up he's yep. gonna take somebody's spot i'm not saying carrying cross is showing up but um carrying cross shows up he's gonna take somebody's spot when somebody shows up they're gonna take somebody's spot and everyone always comes to me goes like well, what about goldberg yeah goldberg took somebody's fucking spot Brock Lesnar took somebody's yeah. fucking spot. These part John Cena took somebody's fucking spot. Johnny Knoxville took somebody's spot. <laughs> now, oh, that was good business. I have to say, I no, it's funny you say that. Um, as soon as Johnny Knoxville was announced for the Royal Rumble, I had a friend who knows nothing about wrestling message me because they're a huge Johnny Knoxville fan, and they're like, "So what's this WWE thing I'm hearing about Johnny Knoxville doing?" <laughs> and, I, and I explained. And I explained it, and they were like, okay, I guess I'm getting a, a Peacock subscription so I can watch this. Yeah. And they kept up with Johnny Knoxville's antics all throughout WWE. Yeah. Now, now I don't know if that created a new fan out of Delaney. I doubt it. Hmm. But that made that thing. Vince McMahon and NBC got Delaney's $9.99 or $4.99 yeah. out of it. Yeah, it's for a, sure. It's. I think that's but, a great point, like the what if aspect. We Vanessa and I say a lot, like AEW is built now on on surprises and it's the same mantra, what if. Yeah, and if that's your entire business outlook, like it's good to have surprises. It's good. Yeah. But when your entire brand is built around who's showing up next. Yeah. That doesn't give any time to build. You have fucking Brian Danielson in your company. Let it breathe a bit, man. 
Like the fact that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showed up in the same night in the same fucking segment. Like in the same night that CM Punk returns to wrestling. Yeah. Let this shit fucking breathe a little. That all like all that did happen. Oh my god, I forgot. Adam Cole debuted. All of it. Right. (laughs) It's just like there's too much. Yeah. There's way too much going on that it's like I don't know what's going on in AEW anymore because there's always like, there's always something like boom, 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 something new is going on. Dan Housen showing up. I love Dan Housen. I've, I've been a fan of Dan Housen since 2019, way yeah. before anybody even knew the fucking name Dan Housen. I've been a fan of Dan Housen. Now I'm not an OG Dan Housen fan. Before he was mm, very nice, very evil. Yeah. He, there was a Donovan Dan Housen. Yeah. I was not familiar with Donovan Dan Housen, but mm, very nice, very evil Dan Housen. I saw a wrestle as Stone Cold Steve Austin in a fucking brewery in Indianapolis. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> um, but that's the that's kind of the way I see it. It's just like it's when does it end? When do you go? Okay, here we go. This is what we're doing now. Because Jay White has now taken somebody's spot. Yeah. Now it's all in one big story that eventually will probably lead to Bullet Club versus uh, versus the Elite. And for fuck's sake, I'm going to say this right now. I I'm a stickler. I'm a stickler for this shit. Um, if you get kicked out of Bullet Club, you're not in Bullet Club anymore. It's as simple as that. That makes like, sense. You're 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 not in Bullet Club. Just be like, I don't care what Adam Cole says. Like once you're in Bullet Club, you're always in Bullet Club. You were kicked out by the fucking Young Bucks. Yep. If this is if this is some if this is a company that spends their entire like like vibe of mom's home. <laughs> if this is a if this is a company that spends their entire vibe of of we we uh we acknowledge other promotions and other people's history, then why does Adam Cole trust the Young Bucks? Now I will say it has been years since since Adam Cole was kicked out of the Bullet Club, but I wouldn't trust those guys. They no. kicked me out of the fucking Bullet Club and replaced me with Marty Skrull. Um, why would why would I trust Jay White? Jay White kicked out kicked Kenny Omega out of the Bullet Club and then proceeded to kick us out of the Bullet Club. Why are we saying you're Bullet Club for life? Right. This happened two. This happened a year before AEW was started. We now I will say the Elite versus Bullet Club Civil War ordeal was was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Um but I don't I don't like this because it gives it's like it's it's as much as people love to say WWE insults our intelligence, I'm my intelligence is getting fucking insulted. I agree. Like I I remember all this shit. It's I'd rather see Omega and the Young Bucks, so the Elite uh versus Jay White and uh Grills of Destiny. First, you know, the Undisputed Era and, and put them in blood and guts. Three teams. Yeah. Throw them in there. I'd be, I'd be fine with that. That'd be fun. Because that, that makes so sense fun. to me. That would, that, would make, that would also make sense to me. Nah, maybe not the Undisputed Era because Adam Cole's a fuck and broke up the Undisputed Era. That is also so, true. And this, and this took place last year. Yep. This so, why, so why should Bobby Fish and, uh, and Kyle O'Reilly trust this guy? It's it, that, and that's the main thing. And I'm, and this isn't me trying to play the old Zach character 
not saying it was a character, but the old Zach trope of, oh, fuck AEW, WWE's the best. WWE has just as many fucking problems. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't like that Big E, as soon as losing the title, is just like, well, back to New Day business. Let me throw some pancakes around. Hold on. Here I go. Hold on. Here we, it's, I, I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that we can see the main event of WrestleMania riding on the wall. Now I could easily be, I could easily be wrong on that because I would, I would have bet a hundred dollars that it was going to be Becky and uh, Ronda at Mania and Charlotte and Lita at Mania. I would have bet a lot of money on that, and I already would have lost. Yep. So they could easily flip the script on me, but. It's it's nuts how much things like 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 there there are issues, yeah. but I think a matter of tribalism and a matter of fantasy booking because is is the issue with with a lot of wrestling nowadays because I mean a lot of people just fantasy book for WWE and then when it doesn't go that way they get upset and say oh this is the worst company in the world Vince is so out of touch and I think Tony Khan is they a lot of people see themselves in Tony Khan like they don't have to fantasy book because Tony Khan's fantasy booking for us and it's happening for us and they don't have to be disappointed they essentially took some Star Wars fan off of off of YouTube and was like here rewrite the sequel trilogy for us (laughs) And he was like, "Okay, yeah, bring back, bring back Ray Jedi." Okay, like yeah. it's, it's almost like Dave Filoni is the Tony Khan of fucking uh, of, of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like just like, like oh, bring back Ray Jedi. Okay, bring back this. Okay, it's <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Zach. I have a plethora of notes and topics. We could have discussed tonight. Uh, you're I'm so sorry. A, no, 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 no. We talked about this before you got on. Uh, we th- we want to talk less. Like we don't want to talk at all. Uh, mm. You're a phenomenal storyteller. Uh, you're Thank you're. You. Um, uh, how do I say it? You get people. I uh, got me invested in everything you talked about tonight. So that's great. Uh, I like to leave things on the table. Um, so because you're welcome back anytime to talk anything, I appreciate that. anything I at all. I, I mean, we that. didn't even touch on Spider-Man and Batman and <laughs> all I'm that. I'm excited for Batman. I'm excited for Batman. Yeah, it's this, that's this weekend. Is right? it? Is it the third? I don't fucking know. I, I think tickets went. No, tickets went on sale. That's what ah, it was. That's what it was. Gotcha. So, but yes, we'd like to leave a lot on the table. And what we do at the end of every show is I'm going to give you the mic now. And put over whatever you want. You can bury anything you want. You can say anything you want. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, Tony Khan, I will fight you anytime, anywhere. (laughs) Brother. Uh, (laughs) Listen here, brother. Um, So feel free to follow me or don't. Um, My Twitter is MacRuber6754, M-A-C-R-E-U-B-E-R-6754. My TikTok is also MacRuber6754. Instagram is just MacRuber. My Twitter used to be MacRuber before I lost the the fucking 
password and I had to make a new one. So <laughs> you can find the best my old, of us. <laughs> you can find my old old Twitter uh, with me, like fifteen years old. That's the picture um, as at MacRuber. But I am MacRuber six seven five four on on Twitter. You can follow me on on TikTok at MacRuber six seven five four. Go if you are on TikTok. Go to the go to the link in my bio. Go to my GoFundMe. Um, it's not expected. It is appreciated. Uh, uh, donations for my pro wrestling show that will be taking place uh, May 29th in Mattoon, Illinois, uh, in association with Zero One. I will say this right now: I am not attached to the show in any form. This will not be Zach Ruber or Mac Ruber and. Uh, and zero one presents. It will just be a zero one show. If you don't know the people, the regulars of zero one who know nothing about me and nothing about this project are going to come to the show and they're going to see zero one, nothing else. It's going to be going to look like zero one with some new faces and some and some and some uh, and some original faces. So it'll be fun. I'm going to. This will be a whole lot better off than my original go around. It's it'll be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. I look forward to that. That'd Thank be interesting. you. I, I, will, yeah. I will try to have that for the people that can't make it. I will try to have that um, somewhere for people to watch, preferably not behind a paywall. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the that's the that's the goal. That's what I'm. Uh, that is what I'm aiming for. Spectacular. Great stuff, uh, Zach. You've been a pleasure to have on. Um, thank you. Tell your dogs thank you for giving us uh, your time tonight. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, as I said, man, you can come back on, talk anything you want, anytime you want. Uh, just you know, drop me and Vanessa a line. Appreciate it, man. Will yeah. Do. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Yep. Peace. Peace. Oh, there's my water. Oh.